0: This is CliffCentral.com.
1: Good morning. Welcome to the opinion booth with myself, Sonia Booth. And today's title, today's topic is Digital God. Hmm. So he has been labeled Digital God, Digital Wiz, and Digital Marketing Guru. You're going to get to know the man behind these titles Welcome, Michael Thank Mikey you Mikey
0: Mashila Yeah, I made it to Clean Central Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know
1: hey, Levels, Baba Le-
0: Levels Levels, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: your Twitter bio reads a Brand influencer mm-hmm. Twitter personality mm-hmm. Trendsetter mm-hmm. Digital marketing guru mm-hmm. YouTube vlogger
0: mm-hmm.
1: Social activist mm-hmm. News reporter mm. Presenter mm. Socialite mm. Entrepreneur Well mm. Known as the digital god, wow, and it goes on to say, Making the world a better place. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, you are Tohoyando born and raised. Yeah, tell me more about Michael Mikey Mashila Mashau. Ooh, you got so many names.
0: Yeah, so I was named after my father's father. And yeah, I took his names, and I'm like a resemblance of my father. People, you know, when they see me, like, oh, yeah, you look like your father. You're just like your father. So yeah, I was born in Thendo 1990. Okay, was I say this? No, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say this. I wanna, I wanna <laughs> know how old you are. <laughs> Now, people must Google. Okay,
1: 1990 something. I know you very, and the minute you say 1990, then yeah. like, we know you're like a very unborn <laughs> freak. Yeah. Anyway, continue.
0: Cool, yeah, I was, Um, I was born in Tiando, went to high school in Tiando, primary school in Tiando, and after high school, I came to Johannesburg way i took a decision to come through here to make the hustle to make my life come you know my dreams come true so yeah i took some courses at boston but yeah you know money 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 vibes (laughs) you know at home we don't really have the money to take mikey to you know to universities and stuff so yeah i went out and i found myself in the streets of johannesburg and yeah i was homeless for some time and, yeah, after being homeless, I got help from friends that I met through a organization called Love Life, which I was uh, an ambassador for for, like, a year. I was doing, like, uh, facilitation programs with kids in high school around housing, And, yeah, they took me in, you know, I survived. And then, you know, the next step, you know, out of, you know, being homeless, getting friends to help me, you know, I need to get myself to be some sort of a human being who's taken in income, you know, so that, you know, people at home can survive too and myself. So um I met uh, someone who knew about an organization called Mozi. Uh, I think Andrew Levy, you know, Andrew Levy.
1: The name rings a bell.
0: Yeah. So um uh, the organization is run by Andrew Levy. It's all about uh, taking black creatives from Garsi, you know, giving them an, an uh an opportunity to be employable in the advertising industry in South Africa. So they give you like a twelve uh months learnership whereby you go through their different programs of creativity. I was enrolled in digital marketing, but then they have other programs like uh, graphic design, uh, multimedia, photography, yeah, a lot of stuff. And yeah, when I was enrolled in digital marketing I went through, it was a very hard challenge for me because I just wanted my dream of being a person who's employable with a dream career that will make me look like I'm not really working but then I'm really doing work on myself because I enjoy it. So yeah after Umuzi, yeah Umuzi was very nice. Umuzi gave me platforms to engage with uh, different people from the industry um, people who gave me opportunities. I found myself working with uh, a lot of brands because of Umozi, because they gave me the necessary skills to network with people, to look up uh, to like to be a freelancer, a digital marketing freelancer. You know, that went down to me being, you know, I really love social media and that went down to click and link with my career. That you know, on Twitter, I have this huge following that I'm using, also practicing the terms that the skills that I've got from Omozi in my Twitter handle, uh, I mean, in my Twitter account whereby it's really working out for me. I've worked with a lot of big brands. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention. No, no, no. no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't pay us to yeah. promote their brands, yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Cool, yeah. I've been working with a whole lot of brands. And yeah, has brought me today. And people know me as the digital god. I make things trend. I make campaigns, successfuls. Uh, I like I everything I touch in Online, internet, it just become this huge, big creature, which is so amazing.
1: No, you, you've done exceptionally well. Yeah. I mean, I know influence on social media is, is a big thing, especially on, on Twitter. Uh-huh. Because Twitter is, I think, one of the fastest, um, medium compared to your Facebook and, um, perhaps not, not close to YouTube. But I mean, uh-huh. in terms of reach, I think you, you get uh, a quicker, um, interaction, better interaction with your fan base or your mm. so-called followers. And you're sitting on like 27,000 the last Last time I checked? Yeah,
0: 27,000 w- Which is a lot uh-huh.
1: Now, you you spoke about At some point in your life Being homeless You mm-hmm. are from Toyando, right? Which is Limboba province Yeah For those that don't know their geography Or the, for those that skipped their geography um, classes <laughs> Or bunked during <laughs> geography lessons uh-huh. So, how a, a, a lot of people Because I mean I see a lot of interaction on social media When someone says I was homeless for a, a particular period And the mm. question has always been Everybody, the assumption is that everybody has a family and everybody comes from a mm-hmm. home, right? Mm-hmm. Or a family unit. Mm-hmm. So are you then saying that your entire family was in Limpopo in that you had nobody in Joburg when you arrived and that's what led to your homelessness.
0: So I think it started when I lost my father um after high school. Um when I decided yeah, when I decided that um I'm gonna come to Johannesburg, you know, to make means because he was like the breadwinner of the family. My mother's not really doing very well with income and stuff. So I took a decision to just come here to take a decision of survival and sacrifice for myself and my entire family because yeah, coming here, I have uh, people of my family, but then there was that uh, part of the family that didn't welcome me because I was born out of the second family of my father. So, you know, coming out of the second family of your father, the real family that he's married to doesn't really welcome me as the child of their father
1: also oh, you, your father had two wives yeah okay. so
0: okay. i'm like an affair child i see okay. yeah so yeah cool so instead of this so i didn't like support is something that i never received in my life um yeah so it's something that um yeah i don't know like i'm only getting support now that i've got settled in life because, once you've made it you know as usual. yeah you know so back then, support was a very big issue in me that it caused a whole lot of depression, and and
1: we're, we're gonna get to that. I want yeah, I want to talk about yeah, the, the yeah. depression because I mean it's it's still World um, uh, yeah. Health uh, Mental Awareness Month.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, yeah, when I came to Johannesburg, it was a decision that I took of sacrifice coming here i don't know anyone here and you know i just took a decision to come here and make life for myself and it did work out somewhere somehow it's i'm still in the journey you know i think i'm in the right um uh, direction so i think it's a very hard sacrifice that i made whereby you know living i lived in park station for like i think three weeks Sure Yeah And then yeah God help in Bramfontein And then the rest is history I'm here now
1: You are here and you've made it Yeah But I mean it's important to tell your story from the beginning Because a Mm. lot of youth have a sense of entitlement Mm -hmm. And they think that the universe owes them something Mm -hmm. And they do not understand that for you to be sitting here On Cliff Central Mm. With me Uh And the focus being on you For the entire hour People don't realize That you have to pay your dues And nothing comes easy in life And it's never been easy For a lot of people It's a different story obviously If you're Mm. a trust fund baby Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah But I admire you know, the fact that you took yourself from that situation that you were faced with and mm. you're sitting here today as the digital god. Yeah. So now let's move on. You speak seven South African languages. What? Is, you which, 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 can you, can you tell me? Cause I'm, I want to ask you a question based <laughs> on that.
0: So I'm not really fluent on those South African languages, but then I do understand. I do see some words, but then yeah, I'm quite employable in those seven languages. Is one of them Zulu? <laughs> Zulu, yeah. So when I, I taught myself Zulu because people around me were always speaking Zulu every time. I was like, nah, I don't understand what they say. These people, like, okay, cool. So I need to learn. So like, okay, cool. Friends, teach me how to learn uh, are, to speak Zulu.
1: Are you fluent in Zulu?
0: Uh, let me try to speak.
1: No, 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 no. no I don't okay. need for you to speak to Zulu.
0: Answer my question. Okay, I think I am. You think? I think, yeah, intermediate, Niana,
1: yeah. Okay, would you survive if I cast you on a Big Brother version called Ndraiseni Ehe?
0: Yeah, I will, I will. You,
1: <laughs> you, you you will survive. I think so,
0: I think so. <laughs> okay, okay, I, <laughs> I, yeah, so. I knew I
1: was going to catch you there. So now, the Vuani protests in, in Limpopo, mm have deepened the historical tribal tension between the Venda and Tsonga groups in the area. Yeah, Penny Penny is Songa, mm-hmm. and you are Venda. Mm-hmm. But I bet you share the same sentiments. He said on his show, mm-hmm. I speak English the same way white people speak Shangan. Wow. What are your
0: thoughts? Okay. So... Okay, I'm just going to start on a different scenario and I'm going to answer it through that, you know, scenario. Because
1: I know you're passionate about languages, vernacular in particular. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think he's right, hey? Because that has made him a brand through that. You know, people know Penny Penny for not speaking proper English, right? And I think for the whole... Uh, a sentiment of influence to other people like me I think it's uh, it's okay, you know Because even when white people speak Tsonga It's definitely true They're not going to speak Tsonga like a Tsonga person You know, so why should I have a better accent when I speak English? It's not my mother tongue Okay Yeah, so I think the sentiment uh, sentiments of influence from Pini Pini Are very, you know, okay to say I think I don't have... Nothing bad to say about that
1: Okay Yeah. So being known as a digital god And I know that's a title you were given Because of your incredible work mm-hmm. Was that your plan from the beginning To ultimately earn that title And how did it come about Because I know somebody gave you that uh, title uh, An industry um, expert An industry wow. guru yeah. A fellow digital whiz uh, wow. to Tell me tell me about all <laughs> Yes I, I did google you <laughs> So, tell, so tell, tell, us, tell us more about that
0: um, Okay um, What's the question again? I just You're, got drowned Okay
1: there. You Known as the digital god uh-huh. Digital wiz. How mm. did the name come about And mm. was it your plan From the beginning To okay. have the title At some point in your life Of digital god Digital wiz?
0: Okay So my love for social media started a very long time ago. I think maybe in primary school when I got my first laptop from my father. So I just fell in love with the whole connectivity part of things. I was like, damn, okay, cool. I can change the world through internet. I was like, cool. I'm taking this journey to change my life. Hence, my bio is, uh, "I'm, you know, I'm trying to make the world more open, to change the world each and every day of my life online, you know. So... When I went to Omozi, through my journey coming to Johannesburg, when I got to Omozi, the people there, those are the, you know, the the source of the name, Digital God, because of the things that I did. A, a lot of things that I did at Omozi were so excellent that people were so amazed that at a very young age, you know, you're doing so trim, so many tremendous stuff, working with big brands, and it was just wow to everybody. So, yeah, I didn't really have a plan of getting here, but... The journey took me here, you know, it took me here and threw, threw me here on this, you know, on this, on this place that I'm enjoying for now, you know. I think it's, uh, just following my instincts and believing in my dream that got me here because if I gave up on the way, I don't think I would have made it here. I could have just went back home and just sat down with my mom and just, just, I was just going to be another unemployed, you know, graduate.
1: And the statistics around youth unemployment in yeah. particular are absolutely shocking. Yeah. What prompted the hashtag from vendor to the world?
0: Oh, wow. You did the whole research. Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Great. Uh, from, okay. Um, from vendor to, from vendor to the world is, um, Hashtag started by um, a friend, a, a creative from Venda, a friend of mine that I met on social media. So this guy, he was really inspired by the work I do in the city here. And, you know, I'm like this inspiration when I go back home. People look up to me in what I do. So this guy, uh, we started interacting on social media and he told me about this goal of his, you know, trying to gather people or creatives from Venda because we're not really given the platform in, you know, national broadcasting media, you know, so we, the ones that have that interest we're trying to give everyone an opportunity, you know, from home, from vendor to come through here or if you're doing it at home, we give you an opportunity to portray your art in, the, in this space where you're not given the opportunity, so we're trying to give everybody who's not celebrated in their daily lives an opportunity for people to know about what they do and what they're doing to change the world. I love that. Yeah.
1: So, October... As we alluded earlier on, Mm -hmm. uh, October is uh, mental health month Yeah, You tweet a lot about depression Which is rare for a young black man Considering perceptions surrounding it Mm -hmm. Particularly in the black culture You often hear people commenting that depression is satanism Mm -hmm. It is caused by witchcraft Or that a person who self-harms or commits suicide is Mm. seeking attention do you mind sharing how you came out on the other side a stronger person
0: yeah so my mom i don't really feel like i need to blame her for my depression or anybody for my depression um because i when i when i look at it on the other flip side i see that i was the one suffering and stuck in all, all these challenges that I thought I couldn't make it and when I look on the other flip side my mother didn't know how to approach me and help me in these challenges that I'm facing because you know culture, tradition, all these taboos that hangs around us as black people are the ones that are causing all this distraction that we, you know, we no longer speak, like we have, like when I grew up I never spoke with my mom about the things that are, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm facing it was just like that taboo, like a cool mom Give me money to school, blah, 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 all those type of things as a young kid, but depression started day, you know, without having proper conversation that can have a different solution to my life. You know, I didn't feel the support, hence I was saying that support is something that was really missing in my life since now that people, you know, I have closer people right now, you know, so that whole type of thing started depression feeling alone not trying to you know think about the proper stuff of life not trying to find certain ways you know to make yourself feel better just trying to you know strangle yourself with so many thoughts in your head that you can't just do anything you know you end up doing wrong things you know and those type of things just made me feel alone and the only time i realized that i need to speak out was when i came to johannesburg because that was very yeah, yeah, that was like, I don't know, massive fire in my head where I didn't know what to do, I don't have a place to stay, I don't have money to eat, I don't... So it was just oh, a very challenging journey when I got here. It was the peak of my depression. But then, yeah, when I started speaking out to professionals, yeah, I started getting help and expressing myself in different ways. You know, when when I'm kind of depressed now, I kind of do art. And yeah, it really helped me to calm down And yeah, to be a better person Than just roam around with thoughts That are going to just make me do stupid mistakes
1: Do you think, you know, when when you look at the suicide rate um, Especially in this country, especially among young people Do you think it's because society puts so much pressure On what you should achieve at a particular age Or, you know what is so called societal um, norms and what society be, uh, believes to be the standard um, and the level that one should achieve at a particular age? What, what, what do you think? I mean, for you, what, what what led to the thoughts that you were feeling? Um, you know, obviously getting in, in, into into a depressive uh, state.
0: Yeah, I think when we when we we're growing up, we don't we know we don't have the opportunity to share thoughts with different different people and. Those thoughts are just useless when you share them with people. They feel like you're not really saying things that are society right, you know. You know, because there's certain things that you need to do for the society to be allowed, you know, to be called this person in the society, you know. So I I, I was just, you know, thinking like, okay, cool. Do I really have to be this certain person for people to call me a human being? You know, I didn't really... Feel that I need, I, I am cl- included in this world that I'm living in. I just feel like maybe if I, kind of find people like me, or just be me in my own world and myself, doing everything that I think is right for me, will be a very comfortable space that I will live in but i just tried to you know try to see and make solutions for myself with this societal statuses that have been set for people you know because it's very hard to follow those things because some of them are just not who you are and it's hard to express yourself with the society because there's already this channel of thinking that people follow and when you try to go the other side where people disagree with you you are you are this person that people just don't get you are you know you are specified as this person who's crazy who's just going through a lot and just lost in the world and i just feel like as young people when people think of us in that manner yeah it, it destroy us because those are the people that we need in our life to make solutions for our things that we're, we are challenging in our daily lives so those people who are not there are the ones that destroy us sometimes you know
1: Yeah, I mean, especially what's been trending, um, hashtag Brum Suicide suicide has been trending for the entire weekend. And Mm. I think today it's still trending.
0: Mm. You know,
1: the late Gahomoyeng, the 19-year-old student from Wits who jumped from the sixth floor, I think, from the building. And what is disturbing for me is that I read an article. um, Somebody actually posted one of the witnesses who Mm. was there Around the balcony because mm-hmm. apparently four, or five people were actually encouraging us. Yeah, saying, there was like nine jump, people, four jump.
0: girls and a security guard and some Bypassers there. The way, uh, like you know, when people, yeah, this is the societal thing that I'm saying. You know, when someone is in a state where people don't understand, they, are, you know, people don't feel like that thing. You know, they just think like, oh, that person is just trying to kill themselves because they need attention. Yeah. Nah that person is in a different state of their mind and anything can just happen for them to you know to 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 be, to to do whatever like it, it, she saw that killing herself was the right thing to do and the people who were supposed to save her they had enough time if you i saw, i read one of the posts there that those people had like maybe 30 minutes talking to that girl the police even arrived they couldn't save her
1: but then the sad thing is that Two or three people out of that group Who were with her Were actually saying Just jump already Yeah
0: Like those people pumped her up Way by Whatever zone she's in It caused the influence To receive whatever those people are saying And then she did it
1: Well The friends she kept huh? Yeah And also not forgetting that um, You know Depressed Or people who face depression Are considered weak Yeah that's, that's the narrative. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So you've been quoted as saying, I'm trying to ma- uh, make the world a more open place. Yeah. What do you mean by that?
0: I'm trying to make a world whereby you know, certain things that are not available for certain people are made available for them. Okay. You know, that's the simplest way I can explain that. Like, you know, I'm trying to offer, like now that I'm using myself as an example or a prototype to get to a place where I need to be, I'm going to use that to channel other people to go through the same way. avoid some challenges that I went through so that they can get through to where they want to be in life. So... That's my mission in life as a, you know, as an activist who's trying to help other people to be better people. I like that. Yep.
1: You I mean you start a lot of hashtags. Yeah. And most of them trend. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if is, is that a mission or is it just your way of starting a dialogue or sparking a conversation.
0: So, I always thought like how do I start a dialogue which can go to a massive, you know, like masses, like, how do I start that big dialogue? So I always started, you know, hashtags, like crazy hashtags, like you know, hashtag, you know, black girls rock, you know, hashtag, um, it's a lie, if, you know, all those crazy hashtags for people just to engage because sometimes Twitter is boring not to say anything. So, yeah, I started those hashtags to just... Have influence within the South African Twitter, you know, and now that I have the South African Twitter people, you know, I now, I am receiving a lot of international attention. So it's a very good platform to start hashtags and start, you know, dialogues for people to talk. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: We'll, we'll come back on the other
0: side of this. Mikey, digital god. Yep. You started
1: because earlier on we were talking about the. Type of hashtags that you create and that are forever trending because people out there love you in numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So, you started hashtag find a job with Mikey. How is that going?
0: Oh, yeah, that one. Um, yo, I'm very sorry for the people who are following that hashtag, I didn't really push it a lot, but yeah, when I started, I was helping people to find employment. So, people, I tell people, like, if you really are like unemployed, you know, and you have qualifications and you wanna, you know, really get like a necessary attention on Twitter because, because, um, uh, a whole lot of people are now getting employed on Twitter. So I was like starting this trend whereby it's a very like, you know Trying to help people In real life Like hey Post pictures of your qualifications Say which type of job you want Which location you are And If you have, are available Immediately to start the job You know So I was helping those people So people will retweet You know That tweet will go viral And then Yeah Out of One out of ten people Yeah sorry One out of ten people Who were Using the hashtag You know Got employed And You know I just told people to use Um Uh the, there's a hashtag That is already trending Where it helps people uh, To get employment um, I think it's uh, Job Wednesday Or I think Job Employment SA Or find a job SA I'm not really sure About, uh, about the Job hash- Seekers Job Seekers yeah. yeah Hashtag Job Seekers SA That hashtag is, uh, is the one that is Really helping people To get the necessary You know Information on how To go to interviews uh, How to draft your CV You know How to you know uh, Prepare for an interview All those type of stuff So I was like No let me not be be a bad person and compete with another hashtag that is trying to do the same thing as me. So I was like, okay, cool. People use that hashtag so that everyone is like, you know, it's quite open for everyone to follow and do the right things whereby A lot of people are there, so they'll get a lot of retweets and their tweet can go viral, you know, without me being competitive.
1: I love that. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah, awesome, hey? You have labeled yourself a Twitter personality. Yeah. So allow me to read some of your posts what? to enable you to elaborate <laughs> because we all know 280 characters can be limiting at times. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yesterday, Levi Sam tweeted, okay. You see Ubaba as a corrupt leader. Nigerians see him as a legend. Hashtag Zuma statue. Mm. Yesterday, you tweeted, Hashtag Zuma statue. President Mm -hmm. Jacob Zuma was honored with a statue in Nigeria. Statue (laughs) costs 520 million naira, which is 19 million rands. Mm. Basically, they care more about statues than citizens. End quote. Mm -hmm. Take me
0: through that. So you you want me to explain the tweet?
1: Not to explain the tweet, but I'm asking, I'm giving you an opportunity to elaborate because remember you only had uh, 280 characters. It seems like like you had a lot on your mind, but 280 characters limited you.
0: Like, so I was wondering, like, okay, cool. Okay, as a person who's living in this country in South Africa, have seen things happen in this country, have been a victim of job unemployment, you know, things that the youth of South Africa are facing right now, which even went up. In a damn mile. Like for so many years, we've never had so much job unemployment in this country. Like this country went upside down. Like we were there going up there, you know, to the heavens, you know, and then we just went down straight to the devil's pound. But then what I mean is, you know, how I, if i was the president like jacob zuma i wouldn't accept a country i wouldn't i wouldn't accept a country to build me a statue i'll take that money put it in my country and do something that is going to help people you know Go to the next level in their lives over here in this country, you know. I could have maybe built people toilets and to somewhere, you know, maybe added some funds in an organization that is helping students get maybe a student loans to go to university, could have bought pets for girls to go to school, you know, not to miss school. But then yeah, Jacob Zuma, yeah. He goes there to Nigeria, accepts the statue. Cool, he has influence in Nigeria now. But then look at this tweet and reply from a Nigerian who is in South Africa is saying that like cool stuff, stuff, cool. So Nigerians now care about Jacob Zuma. Since when? And why? 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 What? What has a uh, Jacob Zuma statue has to do with him? Like, like, why does he have to have a statue in, a statue in Nigeria for what? Hmm, okay.
1: You also tweeted, "Graduating today is graduating to unemployment," hmm. and then Tiny J responded that you were being discouraging. What was your response to her?
0: So. My response, um, I replied, I think I still remember my reply yeah, to yeah. I was not trying to discourage. It's a wake up call. You know? It's, when you look at that, I said graduating today is like graduating to unemployment. Looking at the statistics of this country, if you're not finding ways to make means of finding income or being gradu- uh, or, or, or finding uh, empl- employment in this country, and you're just gonna follow the normal path, like, nah, school, high school, university, find a job. That was the wake up call to those type of people who think like that. Like, if you're just gonna think that you're just gonna go and graduate university and then after that you're just gonna go and get inside a, you know, open a door and then you're at a, you know, an, a, an office and you're working. Nah.
1: Especially when when you consider that uh, a degree is, is. no longer enough. I mean, you, exactly. you you have people with master's degrees mm-hmm. sitting at home. Exactly. You know, so obviously, if you're wanting to distinguish yourself, um, people need to consider be you beyond mm-hmm. the master's degree, like your MBA, for example, mm-hmm. or even a PhD if mm-hmm. you've got if you've got the right sponsor, right? Yeah. So regarding the Dove advert, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you had this to say, and I quote you so that. That people don't come after me. I'm quoting you, Mikey. Okay. How would white people feel uh, if they were bombarded with the same type of imagery black people have to deal with? My question, that was end quote by the way. Okay. My question, did you see the full advert?
0: Well, I did. I saw the full advert. But then if you hear, if you like my question, so I use, oh, sorry, I used my, I used that dark picture because it was trendy. And it was uh, from a creative who was trying to portray a different narrative that people don't look at every day in like in their everyday life, you know. So like on TV, if you just tell me how many models have you seen modeling and clothes who are black? There's plenty. There's plenty, do you think, okay, cool, sharp If there's plenty, it's okay, cool But then I, I was not trying to debate this as a racial thing I was just trying to ask How would you white people feel If maybe the TV at your house was 100% black people, everything
1: Hmm. Okay, so um, let me ask you a question mm-hmm. So you, you, okay, I don't know if it's a question or a statement But did you find the advert racist?
0: Well, yeah, but then when the when the when the brand advertised it, they even apologized.
1: They apologized fight. because yeah. there
0: was a lot of heat. Yeah, because people find it racist, and I was one of those people.
1: And you still stand by that statement even after seeing the full ad.
0: Well, why 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 are we now talking about the full ad now? You know,
1: because remember the picture that actually mm. started mm-hmm. this conversation or this uproar, mm-hmm. right? And for the for the for the brand to trend mm-hmm. somebody to uh, made a picture collage mm. starting with the black woman in her ordinary t-shirt right mm-hmm. the, the the brown uh, mm-hmm. t-shirt there were four pictures there so the picture collage had four pictures so one started with the black woman and then the next picture she's Just halfway through taking off the t-shirt Right Mm. the third picture she's got The t-shirt almost covering Her head because she's about to take it off Mm -hmm. And then the fourth picture is A white woman so if you were To look at that picture alone Mm -hmm. Of course you would make the Assumption that the brand in Question is insinuating That if you start off as A black woman Mm -hmm. and you Take a shower with Dove You'll eventually you'll Turn paler and paler, right? That would be the assumption if you just looked at the picture collage. Mm. But if you were to look at the entire ad, you see a white woman taking off her shirt, and then it's, a, it's an Indian looking or Asian looking woman, right? Mm-hmm. The Asian looking woman takes off her shirt, and she ends up as a black woman. So, what's racist about that?
0: I just don't understand the narrative behind the whole explanation that why you portraying different races and them taking off and being different other races, like from being white to being colored or to being colored to being black with the product. Because think about the product now. Let's forget about the models. What, they are, what, are, what, are, what are they trying to portray with their product, with those people changing races to being these beautiful women, you know, from being white to being colored to be black, with the product in place? I just don't get the message there. I, I feel like it's just some other attention-sinking campaign that they did it and they're just going to say sorry afterwards and they got away with it.
1: Okay. Your next tweet. I quote. This generation is more into relationship goals than life goals. What did what did I say? This generation is more into relationship goals than life
0: goals. Wow.
1: I like that by the way.
0: (laughs) I think that was like I think a few months ago, I think, yeah. Oh, okay, let me explain that. So yeah, that was based on Twitter. I, I that that was like a um an insight I got from Twitter so oh, people everyday I always meet up with this you know my boyfriend that, my girlfriend that. but then you know when, when people post about edu- educational stuff you know only when they're graduation they get a, their attention but then when they post about educational stuff and like you know life improvement stuff they don't get the necessary attention but then if I post me and Bay out here we flick we in Mauritius we're chilling by the bitch you know <coughs> sorry um. So that gets a whole lot of attention. I was like, okay, cool. So people now focus more. But okay, cool. It's fine. Shab. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not hating. I'm not being a hater. I'm just saying. I was just sharing my thoughts.
1: Okay. <laughs> Your next tweet. Uh-huh. If before we date, we show each other proof of residence, wow. three months bank statement, <laughs> and an affidavit to stay loyal, relationships <laughs> would last. <laughs> Elaborate, please. <laughs>
0: Okay. Wow. Oh god. Okay. I didn't really think about this. <laughs> god, I'm listening. Well wow, you put me on the hot spot here. You got me. Good. Okay, cool. Um I think they, um Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just repeat it again. <laughs> Honestly. If okay. before we date we show each other proof of residence. Okay, 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 I got it. Yeah. I got it. Conclusion, okay,
0: cool. So Okay, I so saw that. Okay, cool. Imagine when you get a job, ne, you apply. Mm-hmm. You know, because they wanna scan you. Are you the right candidate for this type of job? Mm-hmm. What if before we date, we have some sort of, uh, you know, a form that we fill? How much do you earn? Where do you live? Do you own a car? Do you own a house? Are you married? Do you have kids? You know, sometimes it takes a whole lot of time to find out those things within your partner. You know, you will find out maybe ten years later that oh, this shit, this guy is married, and you know, maybe if we have some sort of, you know, affidavit vibes where you'll go and, you know, the police are involved and we have a stand, be like, yeah, we agreed. This is the person that you want. He has, you know, he has a car, no wife, you know, he's not married, no, no babies, no, all this type of stuff. Yeah. Maybe we'll have long-term relationships where people... You know, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just sharing the thoughts on Twitter. You're
1: realizing how controversial that is? Because, I mean, if you want my proof of residence before I qualify to date you, then if if I'm from, you know, Kwachamstad, then it means I don't qualify to date you. So I must be from Sandhurst, right? Anyway, just the thought. (laughs) Moving along. Your next tweet. Okay. What is Kim feeding Kanye West? End quote. Aren't you worried you're going to be accused of body shaming? Well, I was
0: on that tweet. I didn't delete it. That was not body shaming.
1: No, you didn't delete it as, as well.
0: Yeah, all. I didn't yeah. delete it because, you know, I think people are so sensitive now when you say something which is just asking a simple question. What is Kim feeding Kanye West? You know, from the normal Kanye West that I know, he is, you know, yes, it's a, it's about, just about his weight and looking a lot, you know, more bigger. Uh, if I have to put it that way to be more respective to Kanye. Um, I think, yeah, I was just trying to portray like, okay, cool. What it's, it's a very humory, you know, tweet. People hmm. just, people are so sensitive nowadays, Way, by you, you know, you saw with the thingy um, of, um, what's this girl, the model? Um, the. Um, thick Leonce? Thick Leonce thingy, you know? Yeah, that was okay for her to fight back, ne? But yeah, the whole theory part of things, I, I, yeah, it's okay, cool. I don't want to dwell on it. Thank I don't want to That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah.
1: Your next tweet. Classism yeah. is the cousin of racism. Just think about it. End quote.
0: Mm. Okay, I mean the hard. And bearing
1: right now. in mind, you've just your, your your previous tweet. You were talking about somebody having to, needing to provide proof of residence, and then now you tweeting classism as the cousin of racism.
0: Okay, classism is the uh, classism is the cousin of racism. You know why? Class as a black young person, the thing of class because I've been suffering all my life is something that I aspire to have. And. When I see someone of a different race who all his life has had class, you know, it, it kind of, you know, when it's portrayed in a scenario or a sentence or when people are sharing vibes, you know, it's just the same thing as being black and not affording things. Okay. Yeah.
1: Your advice to a young boy or girl wanting to venture into the digital world? What to study? And if they can connect with you on social media for industry insights and mentorship.
0: Okay. Um, for someone who wants to be the next digital god or goddess, um, you know, uh, so for me, um you can do, yeah, for people who want to do that can go for marketing or marketing management, you know, okay. Um I did a whole lot of stuff. So I started with, you know, marketing and uh doing media studies. So because I have a love for media and marketing in a whole. So I followed those two paths. And after that, you know, after varsity, go find necessary, like practical skills where people will teach you about the actual job work experience that was... What I, that, that was what I got from Umuzi because they gave me a 12, ma- uh, 12 month period of my life to be a digital marketer, you know. And then they gave me a platform to, you know, to be a necessary, f- uh, know, uh, to be, um, a very skilled freelancer, you know. Now I work with clients, you know, something that I never knew. But then because of, uh, I've got the skills that I got from Umuzi, now I can make income on the sides as well as finding full time nine to five job. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, just from people just don't, don't focus on, uh, varsity, you know, find necessarily organizations that are giving you after, you know, varsity experience, you know, go through that, those things because they really help you to find that job experience that they need, you know, just fresh from varsity, like, ah, we need three, three years job experience. You don't even have that, you know. But then with Omozi I really got like a year plus from experience that I did for myself, you know, before Omozi So it was like that channel. And a greater whole for me to become employable and become very active in the economy.
1: Okay. And you're available um, as a mentor if anybody wants to. Yeah,
0: I've been helping like um, some Rosebank kids uh, who are doing marketing. So I've been helping those people. So yeah, if you want some advice, I can help on that. But then I'm not really available for full time because I'm still on the, you know, on the journey of discovering myself too. Fair enough. Yeah.
1: Mikey? Thank you so, so much For spending your time with me Mm I really appreciate Yeah, yeah And upwards and onwards with you Mm -hmm. All right I can't wait (laughs) (laughs) My humble opinion In the words of Steve Jobs Your time is limited Don't waste it living someone else's life Don't be trapped by dogma Which is living the result Of other people's thinking Don't let the noise of their opinions Drown your inner voice and most important have the courage to follow your heart and intuition they somehow already know what you truly want to become anything else is secondary aspire to inspire before you expire
0: this is